Monday is Remembrance Day, and I was sitting at a Remembrance Day celebration yesterday in one of our schools, and I was wondering, like I've wondered many times before, what is so captivating about a soldier's life? What is it that kind of draws us in and makes us feel so passionately for them when we hear their stories and their lives? And what came to mind yesterday at the celebration was it's because they embody Jesus for us. That as I was sitting there listening to the sacrifices of soldiers and over all the different wars, they embody Jesus, most especially in their sacrifice. And then as we sat there and we listened to the last post and then the moment of silence and then reveille, what came to mind was the last post is just like the morning of Good Friday. And the silence is like the reverence of Holy Saturday. And reveille is that hope of Easter morning, that it's not the end. That we have Remembrance Day in this country and every time we come to Mass, we have the memorial of the sacrifice of Christ, of his suffering, death, and resurrection. I think a soldier in many ways embodies Christ for us, particularly in their sacrifice. But how are they willing or able to give this ultimate sacrifice of their life, both the soldiers and Jesus? And it seems to me when you listen to those who survive war, what they talk about that makes them persevere going through years of war, going through terrible atrocities. They always talk about what they were living for, not about what they had to give up, not about having to leave family and homeland and their own security. They don't talk about having to sacrifice all those things. They talk about what they were living for. And we see that in the two stories about the seven brothers, first from the book of Maccabees, that these seven brothers are captured and the king is trying to force them to eat food that is unlawful for Jews to eat. And one by one, he takes them aside and tortures them, trying to get them to renounce their faith in God and just eat the food. And we hear from their lips, we are ready to die rather than to transgress God. That they re- the one brother regarded his sufferings as nothing or I cannot but choose to die and cherish the hope that God gives. It's about what they're living for in their faith in God. Or in the gospel, in the story of the seven brothers that marry the one woman after each one of them dies. The problem that the Sadducees have is they think too earthly because they don't believe in the resurrection. See, in the time of the Jews, what they believed, the way that life was carried on for them because they didn't have that hope in the resurrection is that they continued on in life through their sons, by the carrying on of their name, by their descendants. That's how they found eternity, was through their descendants. That's why this question of the widow who had no children was so important because the law was that if a man died and didn't have children with his wife, his brother would marry the widow so that he could have children with the man's wife and carry on the name. That's how they found 
eternity without hope in the resurrection. The Sadducees are too rooted. They're living for this life. And Jesus is trying to point them to something more. I always remember the conversation I had with my grandpa one time. And he asked me the question. He was struggling with this particular gospel. He's like, how can there be no marriage in heaven? Because at this point when we had this conversation, my grandma had died maybe a year before that. It's like, how could I have to let go of my marriage to your grandma when I get to heaven? She's the woman, she's the one I've loved more than anything in this life. And I had to think for a while. But I think what he was struggling with is he thought that giving up marriage meant giving up his love for my grandma. But that's not the point. When we get to heaven, you keep that love, and then you get more. We keep that love, that most profound love, and then God adds more. That's where we have to be reminded of what we're living for and not what we feel like we have to give up when it comes to sacrifice. Because when soldiers talk about what they're living for, they're living for each other. They're living for freedom and peace and for their families back home. They're not living for their own personal security or that their name might be remembered because those soldiers lived in fear because that was going to be taken away from them by the enemy. But when they lived for each other, when they lived for peace and they lived for freedom and they lived for their family, they were living for something bigger than themselves. And the sacrifice didn't matter. So the question for us, I think, is what are we choosing to live for?